Welcome back to Cause Talk Radio by Rashpixel.fm, the podcast that shows do-gooders, nonprofits, and businesses how to build win-win partnerships that raise money and change the world. This podcast is brought to you by the Cause Marketing Forum and Selfish Giving. You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at CauseUpdate.com and SelfishGiving.com. Now on to today's episode. Hey everyone, Joe Waters here at Cause Talk Radio, and of course I want to welcome my co-host Megan Strand. Hey Megan, what's happening? Not a lot. Excited to be here, as always. I know, and it's a hot one on the West Coast and the East Coast today, and you know what would be awesome right now? (gasps) A blizzard Blizzard. from Dairy Queen. And we (laughs) have the guy on the line that can actually make this happen for us. Do you know, so we almost have like a combination of a food and sports show here. Right, because that's all we always lead with. But we're definitely leading with the ice cream today. And on the line with us is Bill Spay, who is CEO of Vasari LLC, which is a Dairy Queen franchisee in three states, uh, Texas, New Mexico, and Oklahoma. And they have 76 locations. And correct me if I'm wrong, Bill, but you're also the second biggest DQ franchisee in the country. That's absolutely correct. We're the biggest in Texas and the second largest in the system. Wow, that's what do you a, do with all that ice cream, Bill? I know, and you should try see, to eat as much of it as we can. Then, <laughs> and you should see, Bill, when I, you know, and I should acknowledge here too that I first met Bill at the National Restaurant Show in Chicago, and I think that was in May, uh, Bill. And I'll tell you, he is trim and fit, and you wouldn't know he was eating any ice cream whatsoever, Megan. <laughs> I'm jealous. Yeah, good for I mean, you, Bill. He can just eat it all day. He can just eat it all day. He doesn't gain a doesn't gain an ounce. And exercise all night. That's right, and exercise all night. So he's a very busy guy. But I, one of the things, and Bill, thanks so much for joining us on the show today. Uh, when I saw you at the National Restaurant Show, and you and I were both there on behalf of Share Our Strength, and you were talking about a fantastic program that you've been doing uh, for Share Our Strength for a few years now. You actually have a new program coming up in 2016 for them, and you've got some big goals. Can you tell us a little bit about this program? And I guess the first question I'd love to hear, Bill, is how did you get involved with Share Our Strength in the first place? Well, I've been involved with Share Our Strength in the past, in, in, in past lives. And so when we came in and bought uh, the Vasari Group in 2013, late 2013, it was a natural thing for us to get reengaged uh, into uh, Share Our Strength, No Kid Hungry uh, in 2014. So we've had two years of of working with No Kid Hungry and, and been very, very successful. Uh, we have a very passionate team about helping children and ending childhood hunger in America. So uh, this has been a great opportunity for our team. And so uh, Share Our Strength is not a national program for Dairy Queen. It's a program for you, right, Bill? That's correct. Okay. Uh, we we are part of Children's Miracle Network Hospitals, which is a national program for International Dairy Queen, but yep. only Share Our Strength for us. And so I know Share Our Strength does an amazing job creating sort of a turnkey program for its corporate partners. But can you tell us a little bit about how it started? Did you do all 76 locations at once? Did you roll out a pilot? How did you just jump in with both feet or yeah. dip your toe in the water? Yeah, we're not shy. Uh, we jumped in with both <laughs> feet. Uh, and, and I will tell you, the folks that share our strength, uh, Billy Shore, Debbie Shore, uh, uh, Diana Hovey, all of the folks there were so uh, supportive mm. uh, of what we were trying to accomplish, particularly since it was 2014. It was our first year for this team, anyway. Uh, they provided tremendous support, not just in in uh, you know the the support from them from a uh, you know a professional basis, but also with POP and advertising and suggestions and things that we could do to generate more 
uh, income for Share Our Strength. So they've been a terrific partner in this in this whole process. One of the things we can say about Share Our Strength, Megan, I think, especially when it comes to restaurants and point of sale, is they are real pros. They know what they're doing. And I mean, that's explained our presence even at the National Restaurant Show. We, we were there with a couple other restaurant chains, Abbey's and Grimaldi's, and you know they had a lot of the same things to say about the program. But they really do bring a lot of expertise. You know what I love about that too, Bill, is you know, Share Our Strength is one of those organizations you can feel comfortable about, you know, launching something in all your stores. You don't feel like you need to do a test program because they're working with tons of partners already. So they know how to do this. Well, that's true. Not only are they working with tons of partners, but I mean, just think about it from the perspective of, of what you're doing. You're helping kids. Mm. Uh, there's just no reason not to jump in full blown. Uh, when you're able to, to work on, on ending childhood hunger in America, on helping kids in your communities, there's just no reason not to do it. Do you have a background in doing this sort of point of sale campaign for a charity? Well, I will tell you, this is my, I think I'm going to date myself now. This is my <laughs> 43rd year uh, in retail and restaurants. Wow. And wow. I've been involved in charities pretty much the whole time. So, you know, it's it's something you've got to be just passionate about, and I am, uh, and particularly when it involves children. Children's yeah. Miracle Network Hospitals fits yep. that bill. Certainly Share Our Strength does. Mm. I'm curious to know what you said that Share Our Strength came in and had lots of great ideas about how to execute this in terms of messaging and what you were doing at point of sale. Can you share a couple of those things that really stand out to you that you felt really helped cement this program at your franchise? Well, it, was, it really was more about the support we received for the ideas that our team was generating. And, and when we had an idea, they helped us execute it through advertising and messaging and POP. And certainly they provided a tremendous amount of information from their partners that have been doing this for a long period of time. Diana Hovey was uh, was instrumental in that. She was at Corner Bakery for a very long time, and she did this for you know eight, nine, ten years. And yeah. so she had a lot of thoughts and ideas about things that we could do differently or that we could do better uh, in the restaurant. So that was the kind of support that I was talking about, along with just being able to order uh, various things, whether it was T-shirts or whether it was pins or hats or whatever we needed to order in order to be able to make sure that we got the message across. Mm. So in the first year of your program, Bill, how much did you raise? 133000 Okay. And, that's great. Yep, that's awesome. And then your second year? 202000 Wow, that's fantastic. And then this year, you're shooting for, I think you told me back in um, in May, uh, $225,000. That's correct. That's awesome. So what have you learned along the way in terms of executing these programs? You made a very interesting point at the NRA about um, about changing your ask and, you know what I mean, and, and, and approaching it a little bit differently. Could you talk about that? Well, the thing that we that we felt we did not do well was we simply weren't we weren't pulling at the heartstrings truly of both our guests and our team hmm. because we were asking for money, uh, and everyone asks for money for a donation. Right. And so we started about mid year uh, asking or talking to our team about instead about the donation about the number of meals that that donation would buy. Uh, and when we started talking about the number of meals that, you know, for a uh, for a dollar donation, we could provide 10 meals to children. And then you just do the math on that. That got everyone so excited mm. about what they could do for the kids in their community. Right. Right. So when we switched it from pure dollars to meals, 
that gave us, I think, tremendous energy behind the program. And then on top of that, you know, we, we offered up uh, – the first year, we offered up a free cone for any donation. Uh, we learned from that. So the second year, we offered up a coupon, a bounce back, to come back in and get a free cone. And so that brought them in a second time and, and potentially a second donation. Hey, you know, Bill, it's interesting you mentioned that, the free cone. I, it brings up a painful memory for me. When I was a little kid – and, I'm, Megan, I'm talking like back in the 70s, right, when I'm like six, seven, eight years old. We had a Dairy Queen near my house in Brockton, Massachusetts, and I was sitting there on the curb eating my ice cream and something happened. I fell back and I smacked my head, right? And the guy at the Dairy Queen franchise, he brought me in the store and, you know, he cleaned me up and he he handed me a cone with vanilla ice cream in it and I rejected it because I didn't feel well and I have regretted that every day since. (laughs) (laughs) Next time I see you, I'm buying you a drink. I know, I know. I think, I I still tell people, I should have taken that cone. (laughs) All right. So, Joe, the standing offer, if you and Megan will come to Texas, I will get you your free cone. I'm I'm there, Bill. I'm there. Maybe not when it's 106. <laughs> you know, but we'll, the, we'll come in February. But, you know, I'm sure okay. what you find, though, too, you know, Bill, one of the things that we've learned by talking to people like you, though, is incentives like that, you know, a, a, a simple cone really do work. Uh, in terms of motivating people, I mean, you know, one of the great examples and another Share Our Strength partner is Shake Shack. And, you know, they give people uh, free shakes. And I think last year's program, they gave away like 72,000 shakes or something like that. But incentives really work. Oh, believe me, we have Miracle Treat Day coming up for yep. Children's oh, Mir- Miracle Network. Yeah. Uh, and, and we will give away cones at Miracle Treat Day. And I, I'm telling you, we will give away probably 30,000 cones. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And so it's a tremendous benefit. People will come in. They'll donate. Uh, to CMN. They'll have a great time. They'll get a great cone uh, and, and we'll feel good and they'll feel good. And it's just something that, that works for everybody. What what do you do in terms of the ask, Bill? You said you changed it to represent how many meals you could give away. But do you, re- do, mm-hmm. is it just an open donation? Would you like to make a donation or do you say, would you like to donate a dollar or whatever the amount may be? We, we don't ask for a specific amount. We hmm. just ask for any donation. And, and typically, it's never less than a dollar. Right. Uh, in many cases, it's $5 or more. Yeah, you know, there's such a controversy in cause marketing about that bill, whether or not you should ask people uh, straightforward for, you know, something specific for a donation or leave it open ended. And I've had people say all sorts of things like, nope, it works if you just ask them for a buck because then you make it up in volume. And other people, I used to have a great partner here in the New England area, discount retailer, and the owner there was adamant about the fact he said, no, Joe, you have to leave it open ended because you will find people will give three, five, ten, twenty dollars. And uh, and that make that adds up fast. Well, Joe, I look at it this way: when people feel pressured, uh, they tend not to want to do as much as they could. Mm. So why would we pressure them? We have them in the restaurant. Let's give them a free cone. They see everyone else donating. Uh, generally speaking, they're going to donate uh, in a pretty positive way. And so there's just no reason to require them to donate a certain amount. I would love to hear a little bit more about how your employees have responded to this program. It sounds like you were at the National Restaurant Show talking about employees in particular. So I'd love to hear kind of what their reaction has been, what maybe some lessons learned that you found really works to engage employees with these types of programs. Well, I think the first year they were, you know, they probably weren't as engaged uh, as as we certainly have them today. And part of that is our fault for simply not communicating as I think positively and proactively as we could have. But I also think that this was one where they didn't understand what the benefit could be to their 
community. You know, the second time around, we made sure that we talked to them about uh, how the children in their community, right. not just in some other community, but yep. the children in their community were going to benefit from this. And that really, I think, tugged at their heartstrings. Mm. And then you turn around and you talk about the number of meals that you're going to be able to provide in that community. And so when you start talking about the locality itself and what you can do for that uh, particular locality, engaging that community, that really is what got people excited. And then, of course, when you've got you know T-shirts and pins and things of that nature that they can wear – uh, that really show off the uh, the the charitable part of it. Uh, that's even better because they get excited. Mm-hmm. Did you do anything with Share Our Strength or with CMN for that matter in terms of bringing local representatives in, whether it's from a hospital or from a food pantry or what have you, um, in to talk to managers or anything like that to try to trickle down a message straight from the charity? We didn't we didn't bring them into the restaurants from uh, Share Our Strength, but we had them on conference calls. Mm. Uh, and so we did a conference call every week uh, to make sure everybody knew where we were and what we needed to do. We, uh, we would have a representative of Share Our Strength when they were available to be on the conference call with us. That worked very well. But I think just the fact that you kept the communication live and you kept it going and people kept excited uh, about what they were doing, and that mm-hmm. was a huge positive now, we did have for CMN, we've done a couple of, of uh, hospital visits uh, with CMN representatives. We've had our local CMN representative here uh, talking to us about uh, the benefits of, of, of what uh, Children's Miracle Network does for children. That's also a very big benefit. And then do you guys also use, is it just an ask from, I don't mean just, is it an ask from your associate or do you have a pin pad ask as well? Um, you mean in terms of, uh, of being able to do it themselves? Yeah, like through right. the credit like, card machine. Does it show machine. up on, uh, yeah. Yeah, on the credit card machine, or is it employees it's, simply saying? It's employees. It's okay, employees. Great. Yeah, we've, we, uh, we we've... want face-to-face contact. We don't, right. we don't want this to be mechanical. Yeah. We want this to be face-to-face contact with a big smile. Yeah, right. no, we, um, it's interesting. Joe and I have interviewed several people now, um, one from GameStop, and who was the other one, Joe? Blanking. Uh, Walgreens. Walgreens about... Yeah. Yeah adding a pin pad ask because in addition to an employee ask and what they found is that it's really in some cases doubled or tripled the amount of the donation. So I was, I was curious to know, and it's, it's definitely people have different opinions about whether you should or should not. So I was curious to know if that was yeah. something you were. And what we found, well, we using, haven't done that, but certainly that's something we could look at. I really do prefer though, the face to face. Right. Right. Oh, and, absolutely. Uh, yeah. It can never, it can never take the place of a face to face. Yeah. No, sure. we, right. I mean, that's what we found too, was that it was really important because, you know, um, when you just use the pin pad to bill, it's, it's slacktivism at its worst too. Right. You know, I mean, the customer sees it, there's no interaction, there's no palm, no circumstance around it. It's just swipe your card and add a donation. But when you can add that an employee involvement in that, and I've seen it executed in stores in some instances very well, they seem to complement each other nicely. Something to think about. But in terms of, I know that you do this fundraiser with Share Strength, you do Children's Miracle Network, you do local groups as well. How how often do you feel comfortable going to your customer and saying, hey, would you like to make a donation? Or hey, participate in this fundraising evening. Like how often do you feel comfortable rolling things like this out? You know, you have to break it out. For Share Our Strength, we do it once a year, and it's in the entire month of September. Uh, so we try to do it all in one month. And part of the reason we try to do it then is we don't interfere with any other charitable giving. 
September is typically not a month when there's a lot of that going on. Mm-hmm. You're not pressuring consumers for for more money. Uh, you're you're doing it at a time when maybe they're a little more open to it. It's mm-hmm. a back to school period, and so they're thinking about children anyway. Uh, so it's an opportunity for us to to really, I think. Uh, uh, gain more momentum uh, for share our strength, and then we typically will do twice a year something for CMN, whether it's the Miracle Treat Day or it's Free Cone Day, mm-hmm. uh, and that'll happen twice a year. And then we do the local uh, fundraising as often as a, someone needs the funds. So if a church wants to do it once a month, we'll do it once a month. If right. a school wants to do it once a month, we'll do it once a month or more often. Mm-hmm. It's really more a function of how many people they can get to come into the restaurant for right. that fundraiser. Yeah. Right. Right. And that's key. You know what? I, you know what? Frankly, though, uh, Megan and Bill, I really like that model, what you're using, Bill, as opposed to what I see a lot with retailers, which is, you know, they're basically giving, um, you know, uh, nonprofits tickets to events. And they're saying, look, you sell these tickets to our event and you get the money from that. But in most instances, they don't seem like they get much from the stores when people buy things, although they do get to keep their ticket money and stuff like that. But in your case, it's what, 10%? Well, it's 10% uh, to a certain level, $1,000, and then it's 20% after that. So you can really see the bottom line benefit. I could definitely eat a couple thousand dollars worth of DQ. What about you, Megan? <laughs> there, there you go. You there know? You go. But there's something else, Joe, that I think you have to keep in mind. People uh, tend to, over time, uh, get into a little bit of fatigue when it comes to charities. Yes. Right. Yep. Uh, and we don't want to create that with our consumer. We want to give them an opportunity to give because they feel good about giving and they're open to giving, but we don't want to overdo it. Hmm. And so in my mind, we want to make sure that that not only are we able to do multiple uh, charitable approaches, but we do it in a way that doesn't provide for that level of fatigue. So you feel comfortable having then these handful of national events and then I mean, the the local fundraising events are different, right? Like you're not then asking for a donation at the register. It's just based on volume for that particular evening or what have you. Well, you know what's nice about that, too, Bill and Megan, is the host of fundraiser is really consumer active. You know what I mean? Right. In the sense, like, you know, they're driving it. So it's like, you know, it, it's not like Bill is like, you know, the, the 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 fatigue is setting in because you're saying, oh, if you want to do any type of fundraiser for your church group, you have to do it this way, you know? I mean, it's their you know, choice. That's a great point, Joe. Yeah. That's a great point because yeah. that's what we – we really require that. We, we don't do all the setup and we don't do all the advertising for it. That's really a function of whatever the organization uh, needs to do, and, and we, we tell them up front. The more you do to get the word out, the more you do to advertise this, the greater the fundraiser will be. And we'll accommodate you with, with the opportunity to do it inside the restaurant and provide food and so on. But you've got to get out there and really promote it. And so you don't get the level of fatigue that you would normally get right. when you're doing it month after month after month. Right, right. Well, and speaking of getting people into the restaurant, you know, Joe and I are firm believers that you absolutely have to have passion for the cause that you're supporting. But there also it also needs to make sense for you from a business perspective. Mm-hmm. So when you look at these, let's just call it the national fundraisers, what what business benefit are you seeing in terms of bounce back coupons, in terms of um, presence in the community? Mm-hmm. Anything that you're seeing that you feel like is helping you be a better business by participating in these charities? Well, I think first and foremost, it, 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 when you are engaging your community, uh, you're going to become one of the favored restaurants. Right. Simply because they know you're doing something for that community. Mm-hmm. And that shouldn't be the reason you do it. Uh, but that certainly is one of the after effects, if you will. Right. And the way you gauge that is whether or not you're seeing tr- you know, transactions increase. Mm-hmm. Are there more butts in the seats? 
yep. uh, in the restaurant. You know, mm-hmm. and and if you're starting to see that, then you know that these programs, and these promotions, and these these charitable givings are are things that are increasing your overall ability to draw more people into your restaurant. So, you know, to me, cause marketing isn't just about uh, the cause; it's also about helping your business. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so you've got to be able to do both. And right. and and for us, uh, share our strength does that. Certainly, CMN does that, and our local community efforts do that as well. No, I think that I think that's so critical. And you know what's interesting in talking to a lot of, of businesses these days too, Bill, is they see cause as a legitimate part of the marketing mix now. And they're saying like, look, this is just something that businesses should do, and something maybe they have to do in order to be successful these days. I, I absolutely think that's true. You've got to do it from the heart, but it's got to work on your pocketbook as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Because like otherwise that. you can't keep supporting the causes yeah, what if the, like um giant ding in your, what in the, your bottom line. What the guy from Mary Kay say, Megan, he said- Oh, Creighton. Yeah, and, and he said something, Bill, that was interesting. He said, um, you can't give away anything if you're not making anything. And right. you know what I mean? Right. And the CEO there is very clear on that. So you know they see the bottom line benefit and you know they want to make more so that they can give away more. Well, why do you market? Yeah. Why does a business market? You know, it's to improve business and, mm-hmm. and cause marketing is marketing. Right. It just so happens that you, you're helping, and in our case, you're helping a very, very special group of people mm-hmm. uh, when you accomplish this objective, and it's helping kids. So for us, it's a passion. Uh, it's, it's a love affair. Uh, with uh, with what we're trying to accomplish, and it's also good business. Mm. That's fantastic. That's well, awesome. we appreciate you being uh, forthright about that because so many businesses we talk to are like, "Nope, it's just out of the goodness of our own yeah. hearts," and we're, we're like, yeah, "Yeah, we don't, we don't, we're not buying it. What you're selling?" <laughs> <laughs> There's so going to be a bottom line benefit. I wish I could say it's all altruistic, but honestly, it's it's a combination of the two. Yeah. Well, it really is. It really is a strategic partnership. So we appreciate you uh, you sharing that, and just in general, we appreciate you sharing about the program and what your franchises are all involved with, and it's all fantastic. If people want to find out more about these programs or get in touch with you, how might they do that, Bill? I'd be more than happy to, to get in touch with someone. Have them email me. Uh, my email address is bill.spay, S-P as in Paul, A-E, at vasariellc.com. Excellent. And we'll include that in the show notes. Thank you so much. And Joe, how about you? Where can people find you online? Oh, people can uh, talk to me minute to minute on Twitter at Joe Waters, talking to Megan and Dairy Queen and talking about all sorts of the delicious things there. Um, They can also on my uh, blog, Megan, check out a post that I wrote on my experiences at the NRA show uh, called Restaurant Execs, Cause Marketing, Employee Engagement Drives the Bottom Line. And uh, I'll include that in the show notes. And of course, people can check out all my cause marketing programs on Pinterest at Pinterest com front slash Joe Waters. What about you, Megan? Where can people find you? I'm also on Twitter at Megan Strand, and I tweet for the Cause Marketing Forum at TweetCMF. You can find today's show notes at CauseUpdate as well as SelfishGiving.com. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to Cause Talk Radio in iTunes. Also, you can find us on Google Play. Make sure you don't miss an episode. While you're there, leave us a review. And on behalf of Bill and Joe and myself, I'd like to thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Cause Talk Radio, and we'll talk to you next time. 